Welcome to the Invested Dads Podcast, simplifying financial topics so that you can take action and make your financial situation better, helping you to understand the current world of financial planning and investments. Here are your hosts, Josh Robb and Austin Wilson. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Invested Dads Podcast, a podcast where we take you on a journey to better your financial future. I am Austin Wilson, Research Analyst at Hicks & Zerker Capital Management. And I'm Josh Robb, Director of Wealth Management at Hicks & Zerker Capital Management. That's right. You are. Austin, how can people help us with our podcast? Well, we would love it. First of all, if you would subscribe, if you're not subscribed already, we'd love it if you do that. We would also love it if you would visit our website and sign up for our weekly newsletter to get notified each and every Thursday when our new episodes drop, including a nice little email with a synopsis and some show notes. So today, Josh, yes, it's no doubt that we've had a choppy year. Let's yes, say that. It's okay? been volatile. It's been volatile. And I think sometimes people just get in the mistake of thinking that stocks go up all the time. Yep. They don't. FYI, <laughs> as this year is pointing out, but it's also happened in cycles like this many, 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 many times before. So we are going to be discussing today the impact of timing the market and see if it's really all it's cracked up to be, see if it's really as important or even relevant in the grand scheme of things. So let's talk about that today. Yep. This idea came from years ago, Ben Carlson, who we had on We'll link that in the yes, show notes. It was a great one. He Don't had written a it. book. He had written a book about those different bubbles yep. and times where people were kind of tricked into investing. Cool stuff. In the show but notes. he had tweeted about this kind of idea. He made up a person, Bob, and kind of talked about them and their investment experience. Bob. And then CNBC had an article referencing that. We'll have that in our show notes too. But let me first describe Bob. Bob is the worst timer of investing. It's pretty bad. He's the worst investor in the world, okay? But he's actually a good saver when it comes down to things. And I wanted to simulate an average person. Bob says, I'm going to save $2,000 a year. And Bob's going to start when he's 16, right? He gets his car. He gets a job. He's what a like, guy. I'm going to start saving. Yeah. I'm going to save $2,000 each year. And then every decade, he's going to add $1,000 to that savings. That simulates over time an increase in salary and increasing your savings. Yep. Something that we talk about all the time. Okay. And he's going to work until he's 65. So works his whole life, retires at 65. The thing with Bob, though, is although he saves his money, right, consistently saves that $2,000 a year, he saves it in his savings account, bank account, just kind of sits there. He does not invest it until he feels really good about investing, right? And no, of course. Bob being the worst timer in the world, he times it in right before the market crashes. Every so single time. He builds up that money and then he puts in lump sums into the stock market. And we're just using the S&P 500 as a reference point. Right. But he invests it in big chunks right before the stock market has a downturn. That's really bad yep. timing. It is. Very so it's like time. it's like if you look at the uh, the market cycle, mm-hmm. like uh, you're at the euphoria stage, yes. And when everything feels like Gross. it can't, it's yeah. just going up at all yes. the time. It can't go wrong. What can go wrong? Yep. That he's is in. when he's putting it. He's in, in. all of yep. it. And for simplicity's sake, I just did the beginning of the year of a downturn year. I went backwards in time, used real historical returns of the S P five hundred, and this is not total returns, but just price returns. Correct. Just want to point that out if somebody was really curious about all the ins and outs of what we're doing. Okay. So over his working career. He saves $211,000. That's $2,000 yep. plus the increases so over that's time. That's his money. That's the money he saved. And then he periodically had invested that all the way up until, because we know there was a downturn in 2020, he invested a chunk. And then there's another here this year. We had a downturn. And I had him retiring. And I ran it all the way through September 30th of this year. So this is like fresh, so hot off the press. Not only did he do all that and bad time himself into the market... He chose the worst time to retire too, oh, uh, yeah. right after everything dropped. Okay, so just wanted to point that out. Bad Bob, 
Bad uh, did not do a good job. Okay. So we're going to talk about what does his portfolio look like? How can we learn from Bob? That's the things we're going to talk about. But I like suspense, Austin. I want to let the listeners think through this whole thing. Bob and his investing of the $211,000 over a 47-year working career and think, how did that end up? While they're thinking about it, I got a dad joke for you. All right. I like to take a drink right when you tell me just so I might spit it out. This is a funny one. All right. At least it is to me. What does a baby computer call his father? Ooh. I would say data. That's exactly right. I got it. Data. And then I saw another funny one. This is from menshealth.com. I don't know why they post dad jokes. Dad jokes they are healthy, have, obviously. Dad jokes are good for everybody. So this is it's not more of a thought, more of a, okay. a dad joke. But yeah. I only seem to get sick on weekdays. I must have a weekend immune system. <laughs> a weekend immune system. <laughs> I like it. So that like is it. pretty good. We're Ooh. back to Bob. Bob. Bob's had a really unfortunate experience in terms of timing, but how has his investing career worked out in terms of actual dollars? Yeah. So I'd ask you your opinions, but you've heard me talk about this in the past. He put in a total of $211,000 of his own money over, again, that 47-ish years of investing from when he started working as a high schooler all the way through retirement. Right. All right. When he retires in the middle of this big downturn we're experiencing right now, November, September 30th, the market was down at that point, what, 20-some? Yeah, 20-some percent. Mm -hmm. He ended his career with over a million dollars in investments. He was a millionaire. Despite being the worst timer of all time. Not only being the worst timer, he chose to retire when he lost about 25% of his value. Right. So it would actually be higher than that starting the year. But he had $1,108,030.89 to be exact. Who's But who's rounding? Yeah, you know, whatever. Again, we're just using price returns in the SP and I was just timing in periodically. Okay. So that's pretty crazy. And it averaged to be a 7% rate of return for him. When you look at yeah. his contributions in and then the ending value, you use right. the IRR calculation for that and you get this fund. And that's a 7%, 7.1%. Just on price. Yep. So because if you reinvest the dividends, even more. Who knows? So, Wow. That so, is actually pretty yeah. impressive. He only invested right before downturns. Every time he put his money in, by the end of that year, the market was down and he had lost a good chunk of what he had put in and the value overall. But... He had 47 years for that money from the very first, right. his, when he first started working. And technically, he started saving then. He actually didn't invest until a handful of years later when the first downturn right. was showing up. Either way, crazy to think about that this guy, when you look at that return, 7% is nothing to sneeze at. That's, that's pretty good right. to have an average return there being as bad as you were at putting the money in. Yeah. So I was actually surprised with that result. What does that mean? Where do you take that when you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it makes me think that when you're watching the news, so you're watching CNBC, mm-hmm. so you're watching whatever business news channel you want to watch, a lot of emphasis is placed on short-term investing. Mm-hmm. A lot of emphasis is placed on, oh, big stock sell-off or big stock rally or whatever, when it might be true, it's just a very short viewpoint. And I think that one of the reasons that Bob was so successful was he didn't make a bad choice. Mm-hmm. In terms of he didn't sell when things fell apart. Yep. He he kept doing the same, sticking to the plan the entire yep. time. Ste- kept saving. Yep. Could have worked on his investing, but kept saving. Exactly. Did his thing. Exactly. Didn't give up. So like, yeah, I wonder what his return would have been if he actually yes. would have dollar cost averaged. Mm-hmm. Would have been even better. Oh, yeah. But a lot better. Yep. This is just evidence that the average investor doesn't need to overthink it. Mm-mm. Don't overthink it. Don't try and time the market. And first of all, Bob's the worst timer ever, and he got an okay return in terms of buying at the peak, but just being an average 
investor who's yeah. periodically investing is going to smooth out that and uh-huh. do even better. So just keep it simple is what yeah. I would say. I, I take this as encouraging that anyone can do this. Mm-hmm. Given a long enough time horizon, you can do this. Even if you are investing some money when it's very high, the yep. market, you're going to also be investing some when it's really low. Just don't overthink it. It's mm-hmm. really not that hard. But I liked another thing that he did that I think was super important was he was adjusting his investment dollars periodically. You did that to signify you know, increases in salary yep. or whatever, and that's good, and we should be doing that as well. So that brings us back to things like the 50-50 rule that we've talked about, where if you're getting a raise, some of that raise you should put into more investments, and mm-hmm. that's really going to help juice your savings over time. Those are things I just was encouraged by by this, but keeping a long enough time horizon and sticking to it Yep. All the time is really going to be key because Bob probably didn't look at his statements all the time and get freaked out by it. No, but early on it would have been hard too because he would have been below his value every yep. time he had those drops. Yep. Um, so. What about you, Josh? What thoughts so, did you have? I had a couple. The first one is, and you kind of hit on it, but the time that you are investing is more powerful than when you start or choose to invest. Yeah. Time in the market is better than timing the market. Right. And historically speaking, there's never been a 17 year period in the stock market that you've ever lost money. And that just means the longer you give your time, the higher your probability of growing your money. He gave it plenty of time and it ended up working out. The other one, and this is what I talk to young people a lot about, is being a millionaire is kind of this like, whoa, type of thing. It's actually not super hard to get there no. if you're disciplined. right? And so, for instance, here's the worst timer. He got there. He put in a total of $211,000, which is a big chunk of money in oh, dollar yeah. terms. Oh, yeah. But when you break it down... He started with $2,000 a year savings. That was $167 a month. Not crazy. No. It's, it's not a small amount of money when you're first starting out, but not like a huge dollar amount. He just consistently saved and was able to every decade increase that savings because he lived below his means, right? right. And it's just, it comes back to, you know, I, I run those different calculations and we talked, especially with young people about, you know, the Roth IRA. We've talked about that in the past and other episodes on how powerful of a savings vehicle that is because you don't pay tax on the growth. But you could put up to $6,000 this year into a Roth IRA, right. which is you know more than he started doing. But there's opportunities to save like this to get to that place where you'll have potentially over a million dollars at the end of your working career. Absolutely. And it's not hard. You don't have to hit the lottery. You have to be disciplined and consistent at your savings and then give the market time to do what the market does. Three out of every four years is positive in the stock market. One out of every four years is down. We're experiencing that right now. Yeah. But in order to get those long-term results, you got to stick through this. Don't try to get out and then get back in. Those things are just so hard to do. Yeah, maybe some people get it right every once in a while. But in the long run, like we saw earlier last month, depending on when you're listening to this, end of the fourth quarter of 2022, we saw a really positive update right after we had some inflation news in November. Like those are days that really help you long-term recover from these downturns. But if right. you're in and out, you, you could miss those and it makes it a lot harder. Yeah. So long story short, like you said, don't panic. You do your job and save and allow the market to do what historically it's done is to grow wealth. And that's long-term. something that the long-term focus is so important. Think about your time frame when you're investing. So mm-hmm. if you're in your 20s, your 30s, 20s and 30s specifically, you've got 30-some years for mm-hmm. this money to compound. And you know what? If you've got more than 20... Historically speaking, you've never lost money in the market. Yep. Never. Yep. And that, you know, that's obviously no guarantee of the future, but mm-hmm. that's the way it's worked because companies' earnings continue to grow as the economy continues to grow. Yep. And that's what drives the market up over time. And that's what's going to continue to drive the market up over time. Give it time. 
and your portfolio value will reward you. Yep. There's the rule of 72, which just says you take 72 divided by whatever your rate of return is. And that's how often it takes your money to double. Just a math thing, which is pretty cool. So you got a 7% return. So every 10 years over that time frame, it kind of doubled. And you look yeah. at that, right? You know, It was almost a five-decade career. Yep. And you put in 200000 You kind of just do your Makes head math. And you're like, hey, I can see where it gets there. And that's, again... You don't see that early on because doubling of smaller numbers, even though it doubled, you don't see right. or feel that in total terms. But yeah. near the end, when you're doubling $500,000 and it doubles after that 10 years to a million, that's, that's a huge. big deal. Right. But you know, $500 to a thousand doesn't feel like it doubled the same amount. Yeah, exactly. But it just dollar terms, it feels different. Yep. So don't give up the early stages. You're not going to see those movements, but it's doing what it needs to do and you're compounding that. Stick with it, do your job and save. Market historically provides the best opportunity to grow your money. Yep. I don't see anything changing going forward. No. I think the stock market is still the best opportunity to grow your money. So Absolutely. hopefully you're better timer than Bob when it comes to investing. And like Austin mentioned, to do that, you just have to consistently add in and not try to pick a time. Absolutely. But regardless of how that works out, if you're like Bob and are consistent, it should help pay off long term. Absolutely. Please share this episode with any friends or family who might have been asking you. All people you know named Bob. All people named Bob. Well, these people may have been asking you, hey, yeah. is it now a good time to buy? Yes. Well, of course. If according to this, these numbers, it's not Any a bad time. Is a good time to it's buy. not a bad time to buy, right? Again, we'd also love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you are listening to this episode. Until next Thursday, have a great week. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Invested Dads podcast. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a better financial future doesn't have to. Head over to theinvesteddads.com to access all the links and resources mentioned in today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and we had a positive impact on your life, leave us a review. Click subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Josh Robb and Austin Wilson work for Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. All opinions expressed by Josh, Austin, or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. There is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Indices are not available for direct investment. Any investor who attempts to mimic the performance of an index would incur fees and expenses, which would reduce returns. Securities investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment plan or strategy will be successful.